You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Very special episode of Axe to Grind. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am Tom. And when Pat says that, it reminded me of like the special, like different stroke shows. Yep. When it's like, you're going to have, you want to watch this with a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. You, what you don't know is that before recording started, Patrick cut his pinky finger off. So uh, it's going to be a real screamer. <laughs> uh, everybody, it's not. We do what we do. This is 300, but we do what we do uh, with a type of uh, elegance that doesn't require bombast. So while I say it's a very mm. special episode, really, we're just bullshitting. It's just going to be a fun time. Yeah. You know, grind regularly, celebrate rarely. Let's get this. Uh, <laughs> shout out to our wonderful, excellent, admirable, and most appreciated sponsors, to live a lie. Uh, yes. Close casket activities. The, yeah. Run for cover. Uh uh-huh. uh. And convulse records. Uh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these labels are staying busy. Close casket, super busy this week. Shout out to the new and ground and grown record. Oh, yeah. um, Boise on top. But uh, we're just going to keep it right there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, by supporting them, you let them know and they continue to support us. Uh, we don't got any special codes or blah, blah, blah anymore, but feel free to let them know in the notes that extra grind sent you. Um, guys, <clears throat> how you doing? How you feeling? Feel good. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if talking on air is a major accomplishment, but, uh, we've done a lot of episodes and, uh, uh, I am proud of our work. Mm, Tom. Very understated Patty. I'm I'm good. It's 8.30 on a Monday. Fucking <laughs> hanging out. Pat's fucking just being like, it's cool. Like, I just do whatever, man. It's just, you know, I'm an artist. <laughs> I just do what I do. Um, I just do what I do, man. You know, it's up to other people. You know, it's up to other people to say, <laughs> you know, whether or not I'm Look, legendary. Man. Look, man, but sometimes like, it's just, uh, you know. Uh, pad- you know, paddle, paddle, write something on the toilet, and it'll go viral. Yeah, that's how, like, that's uh, how it be. And it's just, and it's just some. It's people look at it as this inspirational quote. And it's just some bullshit Pat made up on the toilet. It's just what it is. <laughs> it, so, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, I, th- let's. I've got a couple internet topics to talk about today, but uh, that that got me in trouble. Let's celebrate for it. Got me in trouble last week. <laughs> it gets ooh, you in trouble ooh. every week. Ooh, <laughs> love the internet topics. And uh, so, first of all. I'm going to take over for a second. I would like oh. to thank and congratulate my partners in crime for 300 episodes of talking about hardcore and that we've done this, you know, pretty much without missing one for like six years. We are the most consistent part of hardcore. Mm. <laughs> Bands have blown up, 
have started, have broken up, and we have been around for all of it. It's true. So I'd like to thank Pat and Bob for all like their their hard work on this stuff. It's not easy with family stuff and living across the country and touring the world and also like, across the country, across the globe and touring and all this kind of stuff. So I just want to thank you both for for your patience with everything and like your dedication to all the the hard, this is hard work even when we're bullshitting. You know, like it's it's not it's fun. It's always fun. It's always fun, but it's a lot of fucking work. Mm-hmm. And we push, you know, we do a lot of blowback sometimes and, you know, people take things in in the wrong kind of way and we have to like negotiate shit all the time. (laughs) And, and, and we have people, you know, and, and I want to thank everyone that like, we have people that like joined up, you know, A2G1 Mm. or people that started, you know, A2G, A2G100 and went back, you know, and listen to everything and and consistently listen every week and you know and we have wonderful conversations and you know and i and i think you can hear the stuff that we've talked about over the years and the way we've discussed things have become you know for lack of a better term and not to blow our own horn but like toot toot like the standard of how people talk about music and hardcore uh, no, but and ain't nobody was saying adjacent about music until we said it. i'll pat i'll pat myself on the back but but Here's the one. Here's the one accomplishment. I. I, I My, I'll pat myself on it. This motherfucker. Well, I, I'm. Here's one thing I will say that I'm proud of. This, I guess. Uh, I. This has not made me hate hardcore. <laughs> and to talk. This about, has made me love it even more. I, that's what I was thinking the other day. I was. <laughs> I was having one of my walks where I was just reflecting on. <laughs> like topics that are so minute and niche and stupid. <laughs> And I always have those moments of clarity where I'm like, holy fuck. If I grabbed the next person that I walked by and said, hey, (laughs) like like Crown of Thorns, overrated or underrated in 2023, (laughs) they would have. You know what, though? There's millionaires that do that about fucking basketball players on ESPN every day. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's Mm. true. You know what I'm saying? Like Kevin Durant don't know your name. That's true. (laughs) Isaac knows our names. uh, Well. Here's the thing. Isaac knows your old address. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So here's the thing. I'm I'm grateful that talking about something every week incessantly <laughs> has, has not spoiled it in any way. Also, you know, look, but we don't get into the gossip shit, but we also – when you get a, a view behind the curtain of, of anything, it can really ruin stuff for you. It. And we get yeah. more, of, more of a view now because people – it's not just our friend circle that contacts us about stuff. It's, it's a whole world of people. So seeing behind the the curtains on a lot of stuff can be discouraging for people, but it hasn't really had that effect on me. I'm, I'm still very happy to talk about this every week. Bright eyed and bushy tailed every Monday morning. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But uh, thank you both uh, for sure. But uh, it's very warm, Pat. Thanks, man. Uh, Bob, unless you unless you have some uh, 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 what do you call them at the superlatives to to dole out? Uh, I, I think- uh, no, I, I won funniest and most unpredictable. Okay. <laughs> Are we talking? I'm sorry, I was tuned out. No, uh, thank you to both of you, um, Tom. That was very kind. I appreciate that. Uh, we we all collectively put in a lot of work. It's a lot of different directions, and uh, it is a cool thing. I, I will use this as an opportunity to tell people that working with others is a very fulfilling thing. It doesn't always work the way you would want it to. But I, I thank you both for 
our ability to navigate our strengths and weaknesses together and get through those things to do a really cool thing. Cause uh, Pat more so than Tom here will understand this, but um, with comic books, but you know, also other things, there's milestones like, Oh, you, this is issue 50. This is issue 100. Issue 300 was always a big deal to me. I remember just thinking of how big a number 300 is of a thing that comes out, you know, like once a month or once a week or whatever. 300 is a big number. Shout out to being able to do it, stay consistent. Um, We work our schedules. I mean, honestly, we've done a really good job recently of making kind of being on a weekly sort of schedule work. Um, but there's been other times that we've probably referenced it on here where we will, we've, you know, all three of us have, have taken day, two days, three days and been like, all right, somebody's gone for X amount of time or we're, this person's gone for this time and then you're gone this time. And, and we have recorded, you know, 10 episodes. I, I don't remember what the max was, but we, I thought it was 18 over a weekend. That's right. Gosh, that's, that is when we moment. were in. We like stayed in Jersey, West New York. Yeah, we, we got a cheap hotel that was very nice, by the way. It, it was, was quite nice. nice. We had a beautiful view. Yeah, um, but uh, but we used it literally as a studio. So three of us. I remember. Record. I don't know if you remember when we did that. We finished. And we were like, "All right, cool." We were like set up through this, and then Pat decided to let us know last minute that he was going to be in Thailand for like another three weeks or something. <laughs> <laughs> remember, I was going to hop over the fucking counter and murder him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, remember, we, he didn't we tell it, and he was like, "Well, yeah." And then I go to Thailand for three weeks. We're like. Are you fucking kidding me? Like we just finished. So we'd have one for every day you'd be gone. Every week you'd be gone. And he just tacked on arbitrarily another like two or three weeks. And then COVID happened. Mm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, so, uh, yeah. So shout out to everybody. Um, shout out to all the contributors. Oh, there's too many to name. Uh, yeah. At some point we will. But um, yeah, it's cool. We're not going to spend the whole episode this. I will say this, and this is kind of an aside, but to ours. I haven't done those acts to grind, but I did it with another podcast I like, a big sports podcast, so it's not like some underground shit. But I was like, oh, you know what's funny? Let me listen to the March 15th, 2020 episode of this podcast. <laughs> Yo, it's really wild to hear palpable craziness in full effect. It you is know, a really interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, so we have to, we'll end it on this. So there's 300 episodes. Everyone, all three of us, pick pick a number each each of us and we ask that everybody goes back to listen to that episode <laughs> all right sure go ahead uh who wants to start 200 thanks pat really working hard <laughs> does tom see what you did there i don't uh, it's it just you know go back 200 see what we got is there an episode 200 yeah there is there's no episode 100 that's right um i think there's a reason there's no episode 100, which we won't get into here. But um, uh, I will say episode 77. Okay, I'm going to say episode 138. Okay. Ooh, I almost said 69, but I was like, you know what? This is a family podcast. Um, yo, shout out to everybody. Uh, very cool. Let's go. All right. Patrick, <clears throat> uh, do we need to start a segment called like Internet News? Yeah, because that's, that's like, all I got. Because it is a well, it's like uh, we can document the the Harambe of the moment. Yeah, uh, every week in hardcore. So, so this week, 
Tom, do you think that the tip jar at the merch table should be shared equally by the band? I mean, clearly, of course, because if I'm in like a tech metal band and the guy who's the, the person who's slinging my – now, of course, not. I think it's – when that dude said that, I was like – I was so cringe. And he's like, this guy makes – well, number one, I would like to know. And if we have any – I mean, we definitely have friends out there that sell merch. We have friends out there that sell merch for gigantic bands. Mm. If any of you – like we, we're not going to report you to the IRS – if any of you make $30,000 in tips over a five-week tour, hit us up. Because uh, Tesseract is probably big, but they're not that big. But they're saying <laughs> that their their merch guy makes five and $6,000 a week just on tips. It, so that's not – I don't the, – the, just on tips is pretty – that's a pretty big number. I'd be shocked by that. That's insane. I, I do know merch folks who do pretty well. I mean – Oh, Sure. Uh, I it, say gracefully, Patrick. Sh- shockingly well. Uh, yeah. uh, it is. Yeah, we don't know they deserve every last penny for dealing with the people that they have to deal with. Your <coughs> job me, is let me, infinitely harder than mine. I don't. Yeah, care let, they, let, let's they make much more money. It's fine. Like okay, <clears throat> small level and medium level and big level. Let's do this really quick. Merch person going out with a DIY band. You know what? You're probably just selling shit. Maybe you're a friend. Uh, they're not cleaning house on tips, but if they are, fucking God bless them. Um, having to take care of stuff. Hopefully, they're being the good buddy who's keeping track of merch. Hey, we're starting to get low on this. Not the one who's like, "Yeah, we sold out of those shirts yesterday." Yeah. Huh. You know. Um, but hey, that happens too, and I'm not mad at you. We'll go to the next level, which is going to be small size merch person working for band that's doing well, but that isn't huge, whatever, whatever. When you enter that level where you're touring at clubs, you're having to count in and count out every night. Um, you're having to deal with the big boogeyman of merch cuts. And how do you deal with that? As discussed by multiple people, the largest agreed upon lie of all time is your domain. That's your specialty. Uh, you're also having to deal with a lot of people come at the table, this, that, do, 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 the, the actual selling, and then packing up at the end of the night. Let's go to medium size. <clears throat> this means you're probably dealing with a maybe box truck of merch. Like I'm talking clubs. You know, we're dealing with you're a bigger band. You're, you're not a stadium band, but you're big. Yo, you're doing countouts that are thousands of pieces, at least hundreds. You're having to deal with a lot of nonsense. You're having to navigate all that. You're having to do those things every day. You have an eight-hour-a-day job at the least. Some people I know doing this level are able to make a living on it, but it's not easy work. It's a, hey, this is what you do. When you speak to these people, you might think, man, that's pretty cool. You're going to go out and sell shirts with a band. That's cool. Whatever, whatever. Much of the time, it is not glamorous. It is not fun. If you're lucky, you get the day off in Cincinnati. <laughs> and many people I know deal with some serious depression because they don't they aren't able to establish their life. And by the way, they're not chasing their dream of being in a band or expressing themselves or doing what they really love to do out on stage. They're selling shirts. And now I'm going to give you the last stage, which is the final boss of big touring 
you're a merch person. You are basically a low person on a totem pole playing big, big venues, <laughs> thousands of pieces of merch. Depending on what scale it is, you might be part of a crew who's doing this. And who knows if you actually even get cuts of a, a tip jar thing. You might. You you hopefully do in 2023. But your job sucks. I have opted against doing that for large-scale tours. Lincoln Park Metallica tour? Uh, no, thanks. I'd rather not. <laughs> like, no thanks. I don't want to do that. So when, when I saw this discourse come up with a four-page Instagram post by some tech metal loser... I was waiting to see some of our merch buddy friends uh, melt down about it. <laughs> well, you know, his whole thing was like, well, you know, our fans have come up to the table and think like the tip, like t- they're tipping us when they, they give money. And I was like, are your fans that stupid? You know, you, you make money off the tickets. It's you're not like, you know, it's the equivalent of being like, I go to you know a coffee shop and I tip the barista. And I expect I think like, I'm, I think I'm, to get it. That's right. I'm thinking I'm tipping James S. Tarbucks. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, and he just, I mean, he, and he was like, no, they, and then he, of course, he does the like notes apology a day later, like, oh, did he? I didn't see. Did he come back and had hat in hand? Yeah, let me find it. Uh, give me one second. Um, Patrick, have you ever slung merch for a band? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was basically a kid sure, sure. Uh, i was terrible at it and i hate it and uh i'll do anything to not do it when my you know i mean uh drug church was uh very hesitant about getting a, a full-time merch person because uh my band members were making a good amount of money selling merch themselves and uh, sure they could all use that money and uh, but I was never a consideration for me. I'd, I, I like to leave after we play. <laughs> you know I, mean? I'd, I'd, I don't I'd, want to like talk up to set time. And I honestly, I mean, it's impractical because everybody talks to, to singers, right? It's like, an unf- but right. if you're, if you're a drummer, you get a little bit more latitude to, to people ignore you a little bit, but, uh, now, like, does Nick do? Would Nick do merch? Uh, I don't know if he would do merch. Chris, uh, Chris has done merch, and Pat Wynn. Pat Wynn's a bassist that just looks so much like a normal dude that uh, yeah. he probably could stand. That no one would necessarily yes. bother him. Yeah, people like you people and people ask him, "Hey, Nick is, gonna is the band going to come out at all?" And he'll be like, mm, "Yeah, I, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They probably all left." <laughs> uh, hey guys, I would like to talk about my recent post to clarify the situation. Okay, yeah. We have not and will not be taking a cut of merch seller tips and would never wish to. Mm. As a band, we do expect yeah, – you didn't say that before, you fuck. As a band, we do not expect tips at shows. However, we have had a number of generous fans donating tips at the merch desk, believing that they are or are in part reaching the band and touring party. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Here's what I'm going to say. I mean, if you're like going to see a tech metal band, is that possible that you think like yes. I'm tipping like the the lighting person because uh, I'm uh, giving them ten bucks when I buy an overpriced shitty shirt? Uh, yeah, look, <laughs> this is me. You know, I like some metalcore, but I'm just going to be broad with this and say, 
metalcore gonna metalcore <laughs> you know what I mean? like this is this didn't shock me at all i wasn't what do you mean by that by are it. you using metalcore as a pejorative patrick oh. yeah listen in the same way oh. that in the same way that i think hardcore has got a lot of fucking knuckleheads who, who can't fucking do shit right i think metalcore has got a lot of fucking knuckleheads who have basically zero contact with traditional diy structures now that does not mean that they True do not take a lot onto themselves in a DIY fashion. True, true, true. They're just not from the same thing. And that is perfectly acceptable because uh, it's nobody's fault where the fuck you're from. And also, nope. uh, frankly, a lot of, we just take a lot of things in hardcore. Punk does the same thing. We take a lot of things as, uh, as given from Moses, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, yeah, yeah. that we just think we have to do things a certain way. Yeah. As opposed to there's no set of rules. Right now. So Maybe it's not off. wrong to approach <laughs> these things differently. This one just happens to be very stupid and very stereotypically metalcore. <laughs> so I, I read that and I went, that tracks, you know what I mean? And it does for me track. I saw people and it sounds like you guys feel the same way. I saw people saying, Hey, is there something truly wrong with your fans that they believe that the, the merch guys tips are going towards you? <laughs> but I'm going to say I, it is not difficult at all to believe that they have fans who think that. It, it, I think that that is a hundred percent true that they have had those conversations. And I think they also showed their ass by being like, they were pretty much like mad that like their merch person made more money than they yes. did after the Well, here's what I thought was was telling in that regard. When the guy does his little his little no tap apology ish thing, he says, "Yeah, it came to our attention that that uh, they're they're making a lot of money, and frankly, at this level, at the level of touring that we're doing, it's break even. That is not possible, and if it is." Then you are doing, you're doing it wrong. You're doing everything wrong. Everything wrong. And that, that band is like relatively popular. Well, okay. so okay. You know that meme of it's somebody doing their budget, and then there's an absurd thing at the end that accounts for uh, on that line oh, item. There's an, just yeah. an absurd thing. It'll be like, you know, whatever it is. For me, it would be like eight thousand dollars kombucha a month. And right, right, right. and then and then it'll say my family is starving. Please help. What do I do? And that's how this shit always reads because I I'm going to take him on face value. He's not lying. It is a break even proposition. He definitely comes home with money. Let's not be stupid. But but let's say that it's break even. You know, finger quotes. Okay. Uh, he mentions production. Uh, totally believable. I've never been to a Tesseract show. I I wouldn't know where to find one to be perfectly honest with you, but I, I do believe that you could walk into one and not realize you're at one. Yes. hundred percent. So I, but I do believe that well, they're they also from England. They probably, Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, well, just a fact that in, in terms of costs and stuff, I just realized that. So, so firstly, I'm going to say the offers that I'm getting from the UK and Europe are not strong right now. And I asked uh, three booking agents why that might be. Cause I was, I don't want to say insulted, but I, I was surprised at some of these offers that I'm getting and their reply. Like, from, I don't get out of bed for less than blank. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll get out of bed for a lot of bullshit, but uh, it's just, I really expected much larger offers given s- some of the m- things that we've gotten done the, the last couple of years. And we've gotten big offers in the past from Europe, but apparently uh, Europe uh, is in a, 
uh, depressed market uh, in terms of show guarantees. Uh, something about mm. travel and taxes and all this. A bunch of factors, I guess, right? I don't think anybody was snowing me to make me feel better. I was talking to people who explicitly do not like to make me feel better. So, <clears throat> uh, so okay, you're from England. Maybe offers are not great uh, or maybe they haven't. It more to get to the States, maybe. Right, okay. I, and also, if you're talking about production, uh, I've... I think I've told you guys I was I, I was I was laying on a couch while three oh three's manager was having a conversation about uh, uh, tigers with laser beam eyes. Uh, no more teachers and no more books. Yeah, three oh three. So production is real and costly. I was listening to the budget on tigers with laser eyes, and it it, it can add up. Freaking lazy. And uh, so okay, I believe that, and I also believe that Tesseract. Tesseract. Uh, I I don't I don't know them, and I'm not. I don't want to presume too much. Uh, but it sounds like they probably don't want to do it in a rented uh, fifteen passenger van. You know, that's possible too. So, it if you do everything wrong, things cost money. You know, what I mean, if you do everything wrong, and you if you can't entertain your crowd without, I don't know, fucking tigers with laser eyes, it's going to cost. And if you insist on sharing a bus with another band or whatever, then that's going to cost you money too. And uh, it's not impossible to believe that they are not making a lot of money. It is impossible to believe, however, that an intelligent human being would look at it and go, the solution is to fucking dick my merch guy. (laughs) That's impossible. One hand, you're going to be mad that the venues are taking 10% from your your merch, but then you're going to tax your merch guy. I mean, look, the merch guy is going to make more than the band at a certain level, particularly uh, if you just have a certain type of fan. If you have a certain type of audience that, I mean, I've seen this firsthand. There's there's some crowds that you can rely on them to be uh, merch crowds. There's certain crowds you can rely on them not to be merch crowds, but they are really nice and and it's right and are free like they'll buy a 30 dollar shirt and give you you know two 20s and be like keep it a hundred percent and when you get honestly when you're in that level like when we do tours where we're um like we've got a tour that i i actually checked fellas i can't announce it because our shit goes up at 6 a.m and the announcement goes out at 11 but tomorrow yeah that'd be a problem big news for drug church we're excited for you yeah but, uh, i'm very excited i'm gonna follow it around like a dead show <laughs> well a, a relatively big tour that i don't imagine if if we were able to sell our own shit which i i have no idea how this is working i haven't i don't give well. a fuck about merch but i uh, i don't think that our merch person would make a ton of money. However, a level below this, weirdly, the merch person would make a lot of money. So there, there's under a certain level, your merch guy's making nothing, as Bob said. And then there's a sweet spot where they're making a, a, a lot of money on tips, a lot of under the table stuff. Then there's a level where if you're a support band, your guy is not making very much money. And then there's a level above that where, for example, our friend Mac, a friend of the show, uh, I'm just going to bring him up. Has has a really you know has a nice life uh, and, and a, a career that is selling for for big big bands. And he he his right. I saw him at MSG for God's sake. Yeah, not to get into his business, but but his uh, salary plus stipend plus tips it it adds up, and uh, it, it's 
it, he has a great life. And so there's well, some of those things th- there's levels. Sorry to, right. There's a certain spot that like, he ain't getting tips anymore. Yeah. You're, uh, well, because these venues are like, it's all venue sell. That's yes. right. That cat for cutie's not having Max sit behind his fucking table and be like, what do you need? A shirt? Like <laughs> there's like somebody in a fucking half a tuxedo selling that at the fucking, you know, gate one twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, and, and definitely right. Like, and, and, the overlier there, um, there's no chance that there's anyone in the act performing. And this isn't to say it is a diss. Like uh, any of the acts that he goes out with certainly go out and do their thing on stage. Uh, I would bet Mac works harder on a daily basis than any of them because it's a job. It's work. And, he needs and it's 14 hours a day. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's way harder work than I do. You're uh, first, you're, yeah, you're the first person there, and usually the first person finishing up, last person finishing up. Yeah, it's also like, I mean, shout out to these bands that do, like, when we think about things like meet and greets, we're like, ah, that's that, that's like, you know, that's that doesn't touch our world or whatever. You know, the bands that do that shit, I have a lot of respect for them, not because I think that's cool. I think it's like, I, th- I don't think it's particularly cool. What I think is, I have respect for them. It is incredibly draining to have uh, conversations with people that can, can only last five minutes. And therefore it's people want to talk to you about whatever they want to talk to you about. Very concentrated. Yeah. And I think everyone's got a story about like when I broke up with my girlfriend, when my dog died, when my father did that, it's like, Oh yeah. I I think I've said this. Petri dish, et cetera, et cetera. I think I've said it on this podcast (laughs) and, and and I, if I haven't, I don't think he would mind me saying it, but when on that last Bane tour, talk to Aaron, he was like, it's, it's really, uh, it's a lot because people, you know, uh, it's a lot of interaction with people that uh, you've had some type of, impact on their lives and they would like to right. express that. That's and it's power, parasocial. Yeah. But it, even if we take it in the most like uh positive way, it's just a lot. Like how many people could, could you guys interact with in a day? Actually, Tom, I'm certain you probably interact with what? Uh, 30. I mean, if, if yeah, yeah. But I'm, but when I'm at home, I don't, I probably don't interact with three people in a week. Right. No, so at your workplace, you interact with more people. Uh, Bob yeah. and I are more solitary in this respect, I think. Mm. But, uh, but he, he interacts with people like under eleven. Yeah. So like for each one of those, <laughs> that's like ten people. Well, I know guys. I know guys who have maybe five meetings a day, each one lasting fifteen to to an hour, and right. Uh, that is the most draining thing. Like I think. I a hundred percent. I'd rather work construction. You know what I mean? Like no, no doubt. It would take less. It would, it would take uh, less. Right, be on the first train into New York at four thirty in the morning to not have to. Yes, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. So uh, I, I don't know. I think that the merch, the merch person is is harder working than we really. Uh, a lot of people really recognize. Um, and, and on all levels, though, because I mean, even talking to our friends like Mac or like our buddy Kent, like when they're doing these arenas, it's like, oh Jesus! Like yeah, you have to be there at you know, one o'clock or whatever the story is mm-hmm. to make sure you have everything and you're counting it, you know, you're accounting for everything and then you got to clear it up at the end. They're not doing the like, you know, person to person transaction, but like you're responsible for so much other crap and you have to make sure that like, you know, oh crap, we ran out of this size. Like you got to make sure you get that size printed and to the, the next Coliseum, you yeah. know, at the right time or whatever. Like, 
there's so much fucking work that's involved, you know, and like, you know, you, you travel separately from the bands a lot of times, not on like the pat level. But I mean, even that, like, you know, Pat, you know, drug church shows up to a show. Pat goes to get breakfast potatoes. Their merch person's in the in yes. the in the venue getting a good merch spot, setting it up, and we're, we're, and then is there know, the rest of the day. We're playing Fortnite while he's working. Right, right. So I mean, they deserve whatever fucking extra money they do get. Yeah. So this, so this is a uh, we're not uh, team tesseract on this, but uh, I, I wish uh, everybody involved uh, the best of luck. Uh, <laughs> which. And I mean, you know what, maybe, you know what, though, maybe like they're like at the forefront, they're at the bleeding edge. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you just put like this little like QR code. Oh, I mean, it's, uh, we never that's know what they're doing. We never know when the dam is going to burst. And an idea that we think is like silly is mm. just becomes the norm because somebody had the, the gall to say it, you know, you never know. Uh, I bet you if they put a fucking a QR code at their merch table. Yeah, and the singer points it out. I don't even know if they have a singer. They may be instrumental, for all I know. If they point it out, I guarantee you, like the Venmo and Cash App donations will be coming in by a boatload. Well, so this is an interesting question. Let's let's pivot this on its head based on that. How do we feel about that? Like, if as we continue to move forward, right? Like, um, we see this. It's kind of a funny thing. It's this odd thing, like. Uh, I like I like buying stuff from bands as a way of support. I, I like that. I don't think everyone does. I, I certainly liked it a lot more when I was younger. I do it now just more just like, oh, that's nice. I'll buy this. I bought a long sleeve from a, a band I really like and was uh, like, oh, we only have it in large. And I thought about it for a second. I was like, oh, I'm never ever going to wear this anyway. So sure, give me a large. <laughs> yeah, right, give me, <laughs> I need, me, I need an XL, but yeah, I need an XL, but yeah, sure, I'll take a large. It's fine. Um, so so I see it like that, but you know what? I also don't love having a bunch of stuff. If you really liked something, is this is this a, it, would this be something that would be odd to your sensibilities if it was like tip for bands? You know, like here's the QR code. You want to send us two bucks? Cool, that goes directly to us. You want to send us five bucks? Cool, that goes directly to us. You can click on our social media link tree and it's got a tip jar, whatever, whatever. Like, would we find that antithetical to punk, hardcore, et cetera, et cetera? Or would it be kind of this more direct support way of like, hey, yeah, I love your band. I listen to your shit on Spotify all the time. Your shit means a lot to me, blah, blah, blah. I don't like merch or I don't like your merch. I don't buy records or anything like that, physical media. But uh, let me throw you five bucks. Boom. Oh, I, I, it would not shock me at all if that became a thing. It probably is on the pop punk level, honestly. I mean, I do think it's weird, though, if it's like, you know, if I paid, you know, at this, I mean, some of these, I mean, not to sound like the fucking old man yelling at the cloud. Yeah. But some of these ticket prices are outrageous mm-hmm. for like, Hardcore and hardcore adjacent shows, dude. I looked up one, and I'm not going to shame them. Mm-hmm. Like after a Pat's Pat got asked to play with them after their like after like the f- fees or whatever, it was like sixty three dollars. Mm. And I, you know, yeah. so like to me, it's like if that's what you're asking for, and I know you're not getting all of that and all that kind of stuff, but like to think like. You know, like, oh, I didn't like the, you know, the set list was better last time. I'm only going to give you a 5% tip. 
But like, if you played the song, I really wanted to say. Well, I mean, I guess that's what you do. Like, like if you're like trying to bribe a DJ to play like fucking Sweet Caroline, whatever you, you, you throw slip him a, a fucking fin. fiver, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I I just think it's weird because you're already paying for the service for the ba- for the that yeah you're not wrong i mean you're not no no you're like the ticket to the show yeah totally um like it was a free show or like a cheaper show and then you could like they could get donations like at the bar right like like that's that's i mean <clears throat> shout out to the workaround that has had to happen at different places where it's like a suggested donation right it's like you don't have to pay the five bucks that's fine but you know like Pay the five bucks. Yeah, it goes goes to the band. Um, right, right. And so many, like, you know, like bars and old restaurants and stuff, like, especially for fo- for folks that listen that are not in the States, like the United States, like, they, at restaurants, you get paid like $4 an hour yeah. because it's expected that your pay will be supplemented by people tipping you. So that's why in the States, like, everyone's like so willy nilly just kind of tipping. You could be the worst fucking server in the world and you're still going to get something. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard, I, I've known a great many people who give twenty percent, even if the service is fucking terrible. And I, yeah, I think I, I probably am in the same boat just because I do it mindlessly. Yep. But yeah, I just go twenty, and if it's really good, or if it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. My whole thing is like, especially if it's a bunch of people out, you go like, was everyone going to get a dollar back, or we give this person an extra ten? Let's give them an extra ten. That's correct. Like, who gives a shit? Like, is a dollar going to make a difference? But a ten dollar, ten bucks, if everyone did that, you know, throughout the day, they'd make a decent wage. You know, we're just you know, well, socialism, communism, people sharing their. uh, (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting because it's not. um, No, it's it's it goes to what we were talking about prior to this episode, our our preamble, uh, the idea of of service industry being a very valid and valuable, um, and and like potent opportunity to work. Like for the most part, there are servers in the country in the United States who make a living wage. But I don't right. know what percentage that is. 10%, 15% who actually right. make enough to like buy own a house. Right. Um, and there's certain places that like uh, they forbid tips because they pay their servers very well. 20 something dollars an hour, whatever the story maybe. Yeah. Right. And so so yeah, anyways, um the idea of uh, service industry being important. No, I I I I hear you. I I think that that's true, but I I also wonder just the way that um, the way that we support things now, the way that we show appreciation, because it's it is like there's a certain understanding, you know, like well, I'm streaming your song on Spotify, I pay for Spotify, and so Spotify pays you something from that, right? And it's like, yep, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, this, they, this. they do fractions of pennies and such. Um, Pat, here's an idea for you then. Yes, you do a drug church tour. Cheap, five dollars at the door. Mm-hmm. But you take, uh, you for for like you know how like people do like the like you know the the super chats and stuff on YouTube, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You do that and like you you take people's money and like you'll play the song that they ask for. Uh, you know what? I'm sure as a one time experiment, if we did a five dollar show, but uh, you can over tip at the door. I'm sure on a one-time tour, like as a stunt, we would mm. make much more than we do. All right, here's Weed Pin <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Fourth time tonight. Thanks, guys. I mean, I'm not above that. Uh, look. You could do it like what are those? Like they do like the auctions. Like you just like put out like all the songs you're gonna play, and people can put like a dollar 
on the song that they want to hear. You keep all the money, but whatever the top 10 money makers are, are the ones you play. Yeah, fine. But then you got to go deep. You got to go Paul Walker sometimes, you know? Yeah, listen, that's fine. Uh, I could be. Oh, Patrick, would you do that with Self Defense Family? Would you do that with Self Defense Family? Uh, Self Defense Family, I, I'm the problem in both bands. I don't remember yes, lyrics. So my bandmates. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just be playing the songs and you'll just be yeah i mean looking at looking on uh what is the the lyrics a to z.com genius, genius or, or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> i was like i didn't mean that so <laughs> oh that's a good line all right Gosh, yeah. drug so self defense is can be very jammy and make a song out of anything but uh drug church they could play most of our discography most of our catalog they could play you know just by Taking a taking a moment, thinking about it, and going, okay, fuck it, let's go. I can't at all, <laughs> like at all, at all. I can't remember our lyrics half the time for songs that we've been playing for fucking a year straight. Yeah, that's cool. Good on them. Good on, good on. Listen, you, good on me. I've got other things going on in my life. I, I, my brain is. Hey, I'm, I'm with it. My brain's. I'm not. Musicians are simple. I'm. I'm a. I'm an artiste. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> I like the separation of art from not separation of uh, from uh, person to art. It's separation of artist from musician. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, a, like galaxy brain over here. What's the John Lennon um, song or the John Lennon uh, quote where he says, uh, "I'm an artist. Give me a tuba and I'll uh, I'll make I'll, something. I'll out fucking of it. make something out of it." Uh, I bet Tom. I bet Pat's real good at paintball too. Well, of course it would be, except if that little fucking kid. Let's, let's not trigger Tom. Who, butterball, butterball. Uh, yeah, fucking butterbean over here, fucking killing him. But yeah. Uh, okay, can we? Uh, do we have more internet yeah, right. topics? Is, do. do we have anything else? On I, that? I mean, you're you're our, you're our guru, bringing us to the next place on the dark web. This let's is a go. quick. This is a quick one. These, these are just. These didn't even really get traction. Uh, gr- Grammy consideration, fun or not fun? You know, this got traction in the back circles. You know what I mean? Yeah, this like, was this was group chat haterism. I, I saw yeah, this out. So there. so so it doesn't really mean anything, correct? For correct. the for, Pat, you're the closest to getting a Grammy of the three of us. Um, that doesn't like I could put like you could put out one tomorrow, right? Like that just means that you like you're trying to get someone to consider like, you, yeah. Right. Like, because I saw a lot of it being posted and people were like, yo, congratulations. I'm like, I don't think this means what people think it means. No, I I mean, I mean, I'd be stoked for them if that's what they want and they fucking win. That awesome. But like, I I think people thought that was like that they got nominated. Yeah, look, yes, people that, got real that confused is the, real fast. That is the uh, uh, what some people saw as the implication. Or I I uh, <clears throat> no, it doesn't mean anything. Anybody can do it. It's the same, you know. Uh, but I mean, maybe I'll make one today. The joke is over, so. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, but get it, are there get like Grammys the, uh, for podcasts? Say it again. The like Grammys for podcasts? They gotta be like a potties. There is. There's stupid. a potties. Um, Why don't we have, uh, put us up for consideration, man? I, I'm surprised you didn't see yeah. this. There was uh, some scandal because uh, uh, all the podcasters are mad that uh, all, all like the rap podcasters are mad that uh, whoever won the award apparently in in most people's view was not uh, it wasn't merited. You know, I mean, so, so, mm. so but, and, and I so forget the Joe woman's Biden. name. Some artist uh, who has gone on to podcasting one, and mm. people were Bobby Altoff. People were very dubious, but uh, okay. Uh, what do we think? I think uh, 
it, it, it's fun to make it's fun to make memes. Um, I don't know who actually wants a Grammy. I, I, you know, I, uh, Tom, uh, indecision, most precious blood. We these are not, these are not acts that, that exist. We were never considered. <laughs> well, the, I, I mean, this, okay, let's make it a deep conversation. Let's have a deep conversation. Let's do it. Uh, a lot of bands have no greater ambition than to play hardcore shows. And then right. there are others who either at their out, uh, out, on, outset at the outset or over time develop other ambitions. Um, sure. I mean, I would want that only so I could like make my mom stoked. Yes. I mean, I think that I, uh, I don't give a fuck. Right. And for what it's worth, everybody, the bands that are, I don't know how serious every band is like uh, scowl, uh, put it up. I think Zulu might have put it up. Uh, it, Jesus Peace did one. Jesus Peace has one. Days did one as a joke. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but, but I mean, look, and they all might be tongue in cheek to a degree. And I am also going to say, as somebody who either knows some of these bands or has had friendly interactions with other members of the bands, uh, these are self aware people that it's probably for their mothers too. You know, you know, like even if they right their families, you could be like, here's something that's legitimate to you, right. You don't realize that, you know, you know, Scow may draw fucking 800 kids somewhere, but maybe like their uncle or somebody's, you know, it's like, what, what do you do? But like, if you can be like, Hey, look, you know, we were on the fucking Grammy, you know, website, whatever. Like that's a, you know, yeah, it legitimizes the hard work that you do to people that don't know the nitty gritty. Yeah. And, uh, so with that in mind, I, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a difficult person on these subject matters where once a, uh, once an awards thing has been undermined in some ways, uh, uh, you know, it no longer feels legitimate to me. I don't want anything to do with it. I I'm, I'm very literal (laughs) with, with awards where I want it to somehow reflect on reality. You know, like I want it to somehow be like, how are you going to step down from this? You started, I'm, I'm a difficult, I'm personal. I'm, I'm really literal. I'm just a big dummy. Like where are we? (laughs) Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? Is I, in comic books, for example, I think one of the awards that you get for comic books or can get is uh, complete, been completely degraded to the point that it's worthless. It's if they handed it to me, I'd drop it on the floor. But now, why was it degraded? Uh, because th- the standard by which it's measured is is no longer tethered to reality. It would be like if um, you, you know when people got mad at uh, uh, Jethro Tull for winning. Uh, sorry, everybody. This is incredibly Metallica, dated, yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah. dated reference. But but Jethro Tull won. Yeah, what was it? Heavy Metal Act or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Best Metal Act over Metallica. Uh, so, so that delegitimizes the thing. And and if if in future years I was in Metallica and I won that, I would drop it on the floor. I'd say this is. I'd say this has zero meaning. This is <laughs> this is uh, just a, a gala for for clowns to get dressed up. But here's the flip side. If I told my girlfriend, yeah, we're not going to the Grammys despite the invite uh, because I'm that sort of dude, she would tell me, you're not that sort of dude today because I'm buying a dress and we're going to the goddamn Grammys. Yeah, right, right. And that's, you know, look, that's how it can be sometimes. Like I have a part, I have partners in my comic book stuff that I can't 
I can't decide the future of their careers by little stances that I want to take on worthless fucking little awards. And, you know, uh, Code Orange was it the, they went to the Grammys, right? It, it's, they did uh, twice. Did they go twice? Good for you know, Listen, here's the thing. What did they were nominated twice? I could be wrong. They they got to dress up and have fun, and th- that's what it is for some people. And I, uh, you know, speaking to my, I've spoken to my girlfriend about not necessarily going to the Grammys, but <laughs> but, but about this type of thing, and she says, "Listen, you gotta not be such a." uptight piece of shit like just go <laughs> go to these things and have fun and uh i i don't know i i just feel that uh there is there's something to be said for both like there's i respect difficult people but i also get that difficult people have mothers you know <laughs> Man, Fiona's really rubbing off on you, boy. Well, you, uh, listen, p- I take partnership seriously. I try not to fuck you guys' lives up. I try, I try not to fuck my my comic book partners' lives up, and I try not to fuck Fiona's life up. So, it, it, so it, it, you know, it's a th- it's a hard lesson I've had to learn because I, I'm I'm uh, you know I, I'll say I'll say things that uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's my question because at the heart of it. Uh, it kind of doesn't matter what anyone thinks of them doing it, et cetera, et cetera. It's personal, whatever. I agree largely with both what both of you have said, right? Um, a, a lot of like, why so serious energy, right? But we've talked a lot about how this is the most uh, get that bag king uh, energy hardcore's ever had and like get the success, don't, I mean, as as, as far as it being publicly stated, right, right, right. Well, we'd yeah, be yeah. remiss to be like there was a lot of bad hardcore bands that went major that they would have taken that bag, but they were doing it like, well, I don't really want to. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll take the money if there's money. You know, like sure, sure, this sure. is the first out and out that people are just like, yeah, be, yeah like, get our, the our success. Guarantees you can get. Are yeah, like, and get the success. Yeah, whatever whatever version of success you can make or want, go for it, and we're not going to shame you for that. But right. this one, I don't know what is this just a continuation? Are we seeing hypocrisy with people kind of clowning on this energy of like, oh, for your consideration? It's like, well, this is the extension of that, right? Is looking to commercial success of of like or commercial quote unquote mainstream acknowledgement, et cetera. I'm over here in a land where I'm like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't care really, honestly, <laughs> but it is interesting because some of the same people who I see going, yo, take the money and run, get the success you can hundred percent. Awesome. Get the commercial, do the thing, then see this and go, wait a second, but don't ask for the Grammy, you know? Um, like, do you guys see that, or or is this just kind of like a continuation of a different energy? Yeah, continuation. It, it, it's yeah. it's uh, you know, look, it's very hard for me to. I didn't see anybody mad I, in group chats. I saw some hate, but I didn't see anybody mad. And uh, you know, look, how mad can you be for a fucking meme? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not wrong. I, I, I think it's worth ta- thinking about. Just think about it. If, if in one moment you're celebrating successes um, or wanting people to do what they want to do in whatever way that is, even if it's different than yours. Like This is the big lesson from me in this all is that um, quote-unquote hardcore, this amorphous thing, is not – it is defined for you – by you, hopefully, and what it means for you, probably, maybe, almost as as my two year old is currently fond of saying, maybe yes, um, doesn't apply to everyone else. So if for someone, you know, look, look, I see Scal playing. That's a hardcore band in my book. I, I see yeah. it. You know, I see those live videos. That's that's a hardcore band. Um, and if they want to be considered for the Grammy, more power to them. Um, if you feel different, ain't no one holding your ear to the the grill saying you have to support, you have to like, you have to be about it. But just look around and make sure you're keeping that same energy elsewhere. Um, and if you're not, I'm not mad at you. But acknowledging hypocrisy can help you understand yourself better and help you understand whatever bullshit you're on. So anyways, I, I saw that too and was like, huh, okay. I don't give a shit about a Grammy. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe someone does. Maybe someone wants their mom to see them on stage or, or sees the goddamn red carpet and says that would be fun and cool and neat. And why would we not want to do that weird, cool, neat thing? And I'm not trying to hold that from anybody. There you go. And, and uh, in other quick quick hits of the internet, we've got uh, fur, Furry getting moshed to, de- to death. Did you catch that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, should we talk about that? Uh, the problem is I haven't seen any discourse on it. People were like, oh, no, here comes the fucking this is assault. Here comes the fucking whatever. And I didn't see any of that. So maybe the only thing we've got to say is, I don't know, I mean uh, – yeah, thoughts and prayers. I hope the furries are right. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it probably just hit him in the fake snout, so you're probably fine. Yeah, yeah. Fine. yeah. Like it didn't hit actual bone; it was just fake snout. Yeah, light a candle. Um, Who started the wearing outfits to shows like that, though? Uh, I'm gonna say something that uh, it's a it's a post pandemic uh, turnstile era. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Thing. There was an early 2000s kid that came dressed like Winnie the Pooh. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. That, like moshed at like every Jersey show. That's fully just that's just good good style, fashion. And and, um, and self defense has a girl that brings a guy dressed like geez. a puppy on a on a chain. But I'm saying that's it's that wasn't yeah, that's a little different. That wasn't normal. <laughs> What's and now? Well, I don't play, think it's normal now. Uh, we played. We did a tour where, uh, which by the way, now that I say tour, my girlfriend makes fun of me for the way that I do. I have an accent on tour. No, uh, you could tour? say you could say tour, 
or you say you say it more tour tour like yeah, like t o r e yeah yeah you say it <laughs> touch pants. more like that but it, it's it's correct American English all right, that's well, fine. I'm self conscious now but, say tour. but all right so tour uh, my American tour uh, so tour. Fuck we did a tour where there was multiple clowns. And then I thought I was losing my mind. I thought it was like, remember 2016 where there was fucking cl- clowns were attacking? Like clowns on the street scaring the shit out of people? Yeah. Like, I thought I was losing my mind. Maybe I, maybe I, uh, you know, I was haunted or I, I, I got a head injury or something. But Someone dosed you in the van? Yeah. But then I saw a, a turnstile show where there was multiple clowns in that fucking show too. And, I, and this is just the wave. There's a clown wave going on. So a a clown wave. <laughs> it, it, it is uh, who brought it in. I don't know. The, the clowns that I saw at the shows that I was at was uh, like, I don't know what the language is, like like uh, tomboyish uh, young women, you know, like 19-year-old girls that that look like they're probably going to a clown academy of some type. <laughs> you know, it's so, well, maybe it's like the show was right after school and they just had to get Yeah, you know, possible. Uh, but I'm saying it's more frequent now than it's ever been in my time in hardcore music is that we have people – Dressing up. That's all. Yes. There's always been Winnie the Pooh was, was at shows. There, Hulk hands were, were the mosh uh, du jour for a while. Uh, but mosh chicken. We know mosh chicken. Uh, uh, yeah. We know. Right. There were dudes that would come to like the Kill Your Idol shows. They came to one dressed as bananas. Oh, there's yep. a lot of bananas. Yeah. I know them yeah. too. Yep. The MPB, we play, MPB played uh, Hellfest one year and our friends all dressed up as the, four, the presidents from uh, Point Break. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I feel like that's how, like, yeah, I mean, like, I remember, like, there's videos of, like, Winnie the Pooh, like, spin kicking during, like, Kill Switch or something at, like, Hellfest or something ridiculous. Yeah. But I wonder who the first person was like, you know what? I spent a lot of money on this goddamn Halloween outfit, and I'm going to fucking wear it. God bless that person. <laughs> uh, um, the, the discourse that came in was a... Uh this is why more people aren't coming to shows like, Oh, this is why all the new people stop going to shows. And, uh, oh, like I, the, just, I don't think we have enough oxygen for that. Yeah. For the, uh, the, the, furry, furry, no. the, the furry getting smashed in the head. Yeah. 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 Listen, everybody, I, yeah. I, I can play both sides cause I've been around. Long we don't now. need to though. We're good. We're good. All right. <laughs> this one's done. We're toast on that shit. So, uh, another one I got is, uh, the Mexican Coke video, which is uh, on hate five, six, which, uh, exposed, mm. Even my stepson to Mexican Coke, which was not, wow, was wow. not because I made him. Watch. I was watching it in one room, and then three <laughs> days later, he's like, he's telling me about this band where the guy has a gun, wow. and I said, Mexican Coke, and he goes, I think that's it. This is this is a nine year old, by the way. And then we came <laughs> here, have a seat, son. We said, yeah, we sat down, and we watched the Mexican Coke set, um, and uh, his mother didn't care for it. Uh, mm. I. Uh, he and I both liked it. He kept asking me, "Do you like the music?" And and I said, "And I said, yeah, I like the music. It's uh, it's uh, it's kind of you know, it's something I'm very familiar with." Uh, it, I I said, "I I you know, I started getting analytical on fucking Mexican Coke with my nine year old." To a nine, the kid's like, "Can we just play fucking Fortnite?" Shut no, but I, but I was like, I was like, well, you know, if if if, if I was to, if I was in charge of their musical direction, I think I'd. I'd probably pull in, in this direction and I want more extreme out of this. And he's like, I like their masks. <laughs> so, okay. like, yeah. Yeah. He cut to the cool. quick, man. He got, he got what it was, but I'm watching this video now, Bob. I, I'm not a gun guy. No, no. This looks like a Gatling gun or something from like, 
like Dick turn, Tracy? you know, take yeah. fucking twenty paces and then turn around and shoot at each other. It, it's like a comically like, large sawed-off shock, a double barrel. It's like it, it, it does look like <laughs> a first-person yeah. shooter that, like, with low low poly graphics or whatever. Hmm. Yeah, I don't really. I, I mean, I, I, I'm imagining it wasn't loaded. No, it's my understanding is. Sorry to ruin this for everybody. My understanding is, uh, and Mexican Coke can uh, DM me if if I've got this wrong. But from people that n- n- are around them, it's a it's a prop gun. It's 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 inert so that they can actually travel with it. You know what I mean? So that they're not be- right. being arrested every night. <laughs> I kind of like the vibe. <laughs> All right. So uh, quick. I'm not lie. Um, uh, starting a new uh, video game gun based band. Uh, what's what's my band name? Goldeneye. Mm. Solid Snake. House of the Dead. House Prop of the Dead's gun. not bad. House of the Dead is pretty good. But you, well, you're hot D at that point. Um, <laughs> you almost have to have yeah. Um, I I was kind of I like Goldeneye. Like Golden. Like you just get that four player mode. You can only be a four piece, right? You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, gun Gun Core is. I, I was thinking about that the other day because I saw the cover of the Ingrown record, and then the Pain of Truth LP has that gun in the mouth thing. Yeah, there's a lot of guns going on. The Ingrown is the most gun. gunny hardcore's been ever. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Like the nineties had a touch of guns, but not as much as now. I think I think everybody's all in in guns. Uh, which is interesting because I, you know, on. You know, I, I understand everybody. It's an aesthetic. I fucking, I'm not dumb, but I, but as a person who, uh, it's I have such a weird relationship with guns. It's going to be boring if I get into it. But but as a person that is curious about the actual thoughts around guns, I d- I don't hear too many bands actually address Second Amendment style conversation. I'm pretty sure Ingrown does. Oh, then I'm in. It's interesting. It, yeah, you, if you haven't, you should uh, dig in. But but yes, uh, most do not. That is correct. Uh, so it's it, it, but there's also nothing necessarily wrong with aesthetic. Like how many bands use a crucifix or or, or, or other Christian imagery in an obviously, if not satirical, a, a, you know, a, a non-promotional way, and it's purely aesthetic, right? Or <clears throat> You know, fascist imagery is is out, but there was a number of bands that used to use fascist imagery. That it, it, it's just there is uh, nothing wrong with aesthetics. I'm just always curious, like, oh, do they really like guns? <laughs> does anybody is anybody a proper gun fan in this group? True. Um, okay. Uh, do we have anything else on hardcore? Because I'd love to talk some more hardcore. We've got all the internet hardcore we can. Um, yeah, so um, can I answer, can I announce a show? Oh yeah. yes, please. It's not mine. Yes, please. Although you got one tonight too. Everyone. Huh? Yeah, you got. Yeah, go. Well, if you when you're listening to to today, October seventeenth, Happy Edge Day to all of those who celebrate. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, from that response, neither of you guys saw. <laughs> no, I was, the, very, uh, I was the first one. I was the you first, were the OG. No, I know. First to I, me. I, like, I don't fucking. I'm edge day every day. Yeah. Well, like, no, I just don't know what it is. Uh, like, is it, is it because it's of last, a, it's, it's the te- last 10 yard fight show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest with you <laughs> fellas and no disrespect. <laughs> it's a 10 yard fight. It's a TYF. Uh, I'm not all those who celebrate, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, I like, I mean, I celebrate the, I mean, I'm not yeah. celebrating it because You're not celebrating, I'm celebrating it because I'm straight edge. Yeah. 
I mean, probably most of the people that were involved in that show, if you went through that flyer, yeah, we're, we're talking about like a seventy-five to eighty percent attrition rate. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the show I wanted to uh, announce first and foremost: Saturday, December sixteenth, at Amityville Music Hall in beautiful Long Island, New York. Mm. Um, Incendiary does a holiday show every year. Yeah, they do. Um, so it's at the AMH, which if you know the venue and you know Incendiary, it's woefully small for them. So it'll sell out like pretty much immediately. Um, it's all the proceeds will be donated to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of uh, so it's LLS.org. Uh, it's Last Laugh, Pink Mist, Rule Them All, which I'm psyched they're playing shows again. And Incendiary, it's the ninth anniversary, ninth annual holiday benefit show. And then they're doing raffles that are going towards Kyle from the fight. Um, his fight against cancer. So Saturday, December 16th, if you hear this and the tickets are still on sale, you should get one. Mm. Um, shout out to Incendiary and Scanlon for always doing something cool like this every year. Yeah, big uh, shout out to all the people involved. Sorry sorry for this question that's unrelated to a, a nice event doing good things for people. Is, it, what are they, what, is there another venue on Long Island or no? Of of that size? No, no, no. no. Really. I mean, I, so so uh, the, the, I always play AMH, uh, and it occurred to me: wait, is there is is there a middle is there a middle venue? Right? Because Incendiary, I understand this is an underplay and it's a cool thing, and I, I get all that. But and they do it every year, even when there were other venues. Okay. Yeah. So Nassau the next Coliseum one is was like, uh, was booked. Yeah, it was booked. <laughs> um, no, like the next one, like the Paramount. So there's like a huge difference between like the AMH and the next one because there was the other place that was in Amityville that we played that I'm blanking on that closed. But I heard cool things about stuff happening with AMH that will change that. Okay. Um, but yeah, shout out to Incendio. Because it's just, shout out. To I just think. I, I think about these cities, not cities, but locales like Long Island that, and sometimes cities too, that just don't have X type of venue. Either they don't have a small venue, they don't have a medium sized venue, or they don't have a large venue. Most of them have large venues, but not all of them will do aggressive music. But it's a, it's just an interesting, you know, like the the impact that it has on the ecosystem is just fascinating. If you know, if anybody cares. <laughs> <laughs> but right like yeah like where you know i know they do like shows in massapequa that are pretty you know i don't know how much bigger or smaller it is than than amh but um yeah mm. um there are a ton of shows coming up 108 and judge are playing in brooklyn this weekend oh yeah very excited about that um and then uh Next, the weekend after that, Philadelphia is the place to fucking be. Unbroken and Blacklisted are playing two nights, the 27th and 28th. It's a Friday and Saturday at the church. Um, Who else is playing? Yeah. Who, who else, who is, else playing? is playing? Uh, Friday night. I'm, uh, can someone pull it up? Because somehow my mouse stopped working. Oh, no. <laughs> Friday night, it's like entry. Yep. Um. Hold on. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're super old now. Home broken shows Philadelphia. Mm-mm. Yeah, my mouse is really. All right. Up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. The 28th, October 28th. October 27th, first, if you want to 27th. do that. 27th. Oh, shit. That's right. Okay. God damn. So Blacklist is, headl- is headlining Friday on Broken. It's headlining Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the 27th show is. Entry. Uh, yep. Entry. Uh, crashing, crashing forward, entry, and damnation. Ad. 
Good gig. Uh, and then w- w- tell us about that that uh, October twenty eighth gig. That's a little bit uh, Scarab, mm. new hot chair from Philly. Um, Magnitude, okay, mm. yeah, our boys. New LP out now. New LP. Very excited to see them again and get to play with them again. Uh, Spiritual oh. Cramp. Oh, yeah. Which is a nice little wrinkle in this little gig. It is pretty psyched. So it's uh, it, and then we play right after them in Decision, right after Spiritual Cramp. Then blacklisted and then unbroken. That's cool. Hell yeah! Very it's cool. an early show, so if if anyone who has tickets, it starts at like two o'clock or three o'clock, and it has to be over because there's another show happening at the church that night. The way it is looking, <laughs> that uh, Friday and Saturday will be games one and two of the World Series. Whoa! Um, and the might, Phillies, Phillies look pretty good. Yeah. So chances are the Phillies are going to be in the World Series. Wow! Mm. So. I don't know how how the if it'll be home or away, but if the Phillies are playing at home the same day as those shows, Philadelphia will be insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I'm pretty psyched on that because you know what? I I finally have come around on Bryce Har- Bryce Harper. Mm. Uh, respect to Bryce Harper, real good ball player, and I like him a lot. Yeah, I'm with it fully. fully I only, I want to know why Brendan Marsh is always wet, though. That's my question. <laughs> Me and Brian Wallace are having this conversation. I'm like, that dude's always wet. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how. Um, and then Pat at you know right you know probably when you're hearing this because we put it out at 6 a.m. and there's only a few real psychos listening to this at 6 a.m. Um, he got that Pat big a very big announcement um, that I'm very excited for, and I, it's going to be a big tour for his band. I'm very excited to see his band play with this band because I love them both very much. Hmm. Um, once you hear it, you'll be very excited. Um, Pat, are you doing any – I don't know how far you've gotten on this. Are you able to do any off shows? Are we going to he- hear about you guys playing in like an Italian restaurant and fucking, you know, Billings? Across the medical center maybe? Uh, two, <laughs> two, 200 cap in Albany to my knowledge. Hell yeah. Uh, Love to hear that's that. an off that's an off day show? Off day show. Hell yeah. Love to hear that. Should be really What fun. venue is that? What's that? What venue is that? I don't know. I don't pay attention, I'll be honest. The new the, the VF three. Uh oh, you know what? It's it's one that I think it's one I haven't been to at all, but uh is I don't know. I I'm psyched. Uh we had a good time. I you know, look, I have a relationship with Albany, uh mostly positive. <laughs> a relationship. <laughs> Motherfucker, you were born and raised there. Yeah, no, but what I got a relationship with them in passing. What I'm saying is, I haven't always loved. Like, I I feel like sometimes that scene is is really good, and other times that scene is really hurt. And uh, you know, shout out to anybody who has worked to to make it good. It's just sometimes I'm more psyched to play there than than other times. Yeah, that that's all. So here's the way you put that in a way that people find kind, because this is what you're saying. You love Albany. But you don't always like it. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I guess I'll. I know you don't like the big L word, but you can use it. <laughs> come on. You did think about trying to go to every Albany in the world. Like, come on, bro. What are you, That's true. What are you trying? Yeah, to, yeah. What are we talking about? What are we talking? Do you about? have a list? Uh, yeah, there is a list. Uh, it, there's an Albany, Indiana, right? Or is that New Albany? Uh, well, there's an. I, I've been to Albany in in. Where'd you say? I've been to the one in the Pacific Northwest. Indiana. There's one in 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 Oregon. Um, there's one in Georgia. There's one in California, right. I believe. There's, there's a one, Albany. There's a lot of Albany's. There's one five hours from me, I think. Um, That's correct. Let's see. Yeah, there's a lot well, of. We better get on it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think before we end, I think not to get all political, <clears> but I just want to 
talk about because I feel like people, yeah, we don't want to kind of be like, isn't hardcore's grand, hardcore's grand while the world is burning? Mm. But just like our thoughts and like kind of, or my thoughts, I won't speak for everybody. Everyone else can chime in if they'd like. For all the the innocent folks that are really dealing with a lot of craziness and and death and sadness over in um, in Israel and in Gaza, and it's just it's a fucking terrible situation that um, the United States of America does nothing to help, and they only add to flame, fuel to the fire. And I hope you know that the 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 loss of innocent lives is is uh, you know ends soon. For lack of a better term, yeah, yeah, uh, I know nobody, nobody's like listening to Axe to Grind to be like, I wonder no, what they no, think. No, about you know what, but no, like, I feel like it's, we'd be stupid not to bring that up and sort of at yeah. least kind of know that it's on our minds as well, and not just like we us talking a, about like the fucking furry that got moshed into. Well, I, so I, I didn't. Yeah, everybody got to check out that lethal seven inch. Um, no, go ahead, Patrick. <laughs> I, well, I did. I didn't want to get into it too much. I mean, I don't think we need to give our fucking feelings. No, sorry. I mean, I think any decent human being could be like. No, that's not what I meant. I, 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 yeah, I, I no. meant I didn't want to get into. Uh, uh, I. Mm-hmm. I, I oh, we've, we've talked about how. Fuck, I opened the door. We've talked yeah, about yeah. how uh, bands are not explicitly political in 2023. Correct. And, right. and uh, there's some positives to that, and then there's also some negatives to that. And. Uh, this moment, which I find fascinating for reasons that are uh, admittedly completely academic and and nerdy and uh, not with you know th- nobody should see it as a reflection that I don't care about people's lives. It's just there's a fascinating thing going on, which is uh, there's a lot of people who talk about a lot of things all day every day, and then they have chosen not to comment on on this thing. And that's, that's interesting. I'm never that guy that thinks that I'm never taking your name. If you don't talk about a thing, I have something to say, right. But it's interesting when you position yourself as the person that always has a thing to say, and then there's certain things that you simply will not touch for any reason. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's interesting, but I don't suppose any bands got to say anything, you know, where I stand on that. But I did notice that, uh, show me the body Zulu, maybe, maybe a couple others, uh, had comment on this. And I just want to say that I, I haven't even examined their fucking position. It, it's, it's, it doesn't matter what I think. It's just that I think it is as much as I'm burnt out. And I say this all the time about uh, punk politics. I hmm. do think that this is a topic that requires some, some level of bravery to talk about regardless of your position, which is what makes it brave. If you, because you're getting killed no matter which way you go on this. And for that reason, I think it's, I, I gotta give us give like a little salute to the bands that are not, you know, you're going to lose fans put, put simply. And, uh, if to the bands that are game for that, I think that that's like, you just, I salute you. I, it's not the way I would go because frankly, nobody's going to like this answer. There's just certain shit that's above my pay grade and I don't have answers to. And, and I don't, and you're not going to know the nuances and yeah. And, and you, you guys can both attest to the fact that I'll get murdered on nuances because I'll just, right. Uh, I'll start talking about 
you know, I, I get very, for lack of a better word, I get autistic about the shit where I got to say, oh, but you know, like Tom, this drives Tom insane because I always sound like I'm, I'm justifying or equivocating positions that I don't even hold <laughs> because right, I'm like, right, right. because I'll go, wait a second, wait, no, we have to account for this. And when right. you're talking about the principle of a thing, people say, yo, fuck your fucking details. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it, it, it's, uh, I, there's a couple of reasons that I don't want to talk on this. Mostly it's that I'm, I'm not qualified, but, but more to the point, right. it's that if I was to begin talking about it, I'm sure that I'd make everybody unhappy, but to the bands that are, that are uh, uh, jumping out on this, even if I, even if I, again, I haven't even really looked at your positions, but even if I disagreed a lot, uh, I would still say, well, you know what? Courage of your convictions to talk on this one. Cause this one is not easy. <laughs> it's not like respectfully. And we've talked about this saying, Hey, I love hardcore music and I'm against racism. Not a particularly difficult stance to take in 2023. Uh, right. This one is different. This one you get murdered in 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 all. all, all this, is, this one's fascinating because it seems like there's divides that are both implied and stances that are trenched, and that somehow there's. I mean, let me just put it this way: I saw something where older folk, older guy in a hardcore who a lot of respect, and actually was saying something very. Uh, thoughtful but I read it and I was like it was decidedly like uh, for one side but I couldn't tell which side <laughs> that's interesting it was for it was really interesting and I, I think that that's uh, that says a lot yeah um, look I, I have some strong feelings on this uh, it's heartbreaking to watch it's heartbreaking to watch and so, yes, uh, talk to people who you can have conversations about this. If you don't know what you think, hopefully you have some good people in your life who are willing to talk with you about it. And guess what? You neither neither of you, neither neither of any of the people you need to know need to know everything. But you can start trying to figure things out and and s- try to get real information to the best of your ability. Who knows what that looks like? But I will tell you this. There's a lot to the story. So um, dour note to end on. But shout out to the free world and trying to make it a freer one. 